Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to JamesHBrown.com. Rene Perez with a 47-yard field goal has cut the lead to 6-17-11, the Bombers, in front of the Calgary Stampeders as we're getting to the late stages of the second quarter. Bombers at 9-1, Stampeders 6-3 with Jake Mayer at the helm at quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell on the sidelines. Boston Red Sox down, or the Jays up 5-4 in the Boston Red Sox, bottom of the sixth inning. Latest uh, run comes off the bat of Danny Jansen, the catcher for the Jays. It's a solo shot, so 5-4 Jays who are in the second wildcard spot. And at the uh, Women's World Hockey Championships in Denmark, a uh, successful debut for Canada. And Rene Debian, 16 saves, stopped the penalty shot as Canada beat Finland 4-1. And uh, first time, uh, Debian became the uh, first Canadian goaltender to face a penalty shot at the World Championships. Their next game is... I believe it is against uh, Switzerland on Saturday. Yep, Switzerland. And then Japan on Sunday. Japan, by the way, fell 10 nothing to the States uh, earlier today. All right, Elks in action on Saturday on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. And uh, it's the second of a back-to-back game. And, uh, you know, that's one thing about the CFL is uh, – You have the traditional Labor Day back-to-backs, but doesn't mean that the uh, league will not slip in other back-to-backs. Kenny Lawler on playing back-to-backs. CFL, baby. (laughs) CFL, that's what we signed up for, man. So, you know, we got to go out there and do it. And I love it. I love hitting guys guys in their face back-to-back, you know. So, um, it'll be great to get a back-to-back win, uh, first one of the the season and uh, first home win since 2019. So, that's going to be great, man. Uh, Like I said, though, we just got to go out, execute it, uh, not take every play for granted because Ottawa, you know, they're a very competitive team. They play competitive football. And, um, you know, we'll just uh, see what the scoreboard says when it's a zero zero. Uh, one thing that we've seen out of the Elks is improved rushing numbers in their last two games against the Riders. The Elks produced 156 yard rushing, and last week against the Red Blacks, the Elks produced uh, 120 yards rushing. A lot of that coming from Taylor Cornelius with uh, either escape runs, escaping pressure, or Anti Milanovic Litre, who has uh, carried the ball rather well, but asked Lawler about does that open up the pass game? You know, when we have a quarterback that could uh, do it on his feet too, it opens so much up, man. The defense, you know, has to prepare for it. Not only, you know, our receivers and our running backs, but also have to prepare how to contain the quarterback. So when we got everything flowing, the run game, the pass game, and even, you know, when that isn't working out and when Taylor can run and extend the plays, uh, we're, we're, we're moving as an offense. And that's just, that's just hard to prepare for, for any defense. So on July 7th, Kenny Lawler, 
had just two catches for seven yards. Since then, 27 catches, 411 yards, three touchdowns, and has converted second down uh, or 10 clutch second down conversion catches. He has a reception in his last 29 games. Taylor Cornelius has been the quarterback for the last five games. He is two and three, averaging 220 passing yards a game. Cornelius has had some up and down moments. For the most part, I think he's been, I think he's been efficient for the most part. Not spectacular. They're missing on some deep shots a uh, couple times to Darrell Walker last week, but he and Kenny Lawler clearly have a uh, a thing going. And Lawler talked about the chemistry with number 15. Me and Taylor, we have a great chemistry. Um, I just, you know, I just uh, know what he wants, and I just try my best to to give him that playing and play out. Uh, if I'm on the right, you know, page with the quarterback on him, you know, this balls are going to be thrown and balls are going to be caught. So, um, you know, that's what that's what I want. I want to make my job, or I want to make his job as easy as it is for him because I know in that pocket, man, it's stuff is flying and, you know, court deep, uh, defensive uh, linemen are trying to get you. It's hard. So, you know, I got to make it easy for him. Remember, Taylor Cornelius did not play the first four games, five games of the season, actually. He was, he was benched. He was on the one-game injured list. Not hurt, but benched. That's where players get benched if they're going to get benched. You know, healthy scratched, I guess, is the more, um, is, is the nicer term for it. But he has started the last five games, two and three as a starter, I mentioned. But Lawler uh, talked about just what, what's the best way to describe Cornelius this season? I'll just call it perseverance. Um, that's exactly what it is. He's just uh, he's just continued to persevere through, you know, all the adversity that he's faced. Um, came in on fourth depth chart. You know, a lot of guys can kind of tank and, uh, you know, kind of feel like, you know, everyone's against him because I could should be starting and, you know, but he didn't do that. He just put his hard hat on kept working. And, uh, you know, he's just, uh, you know, in the right position right now. So, um, and he's, uh, he's like I said, he's done the preparation. He's got put in the position to lead, and uh, that's what he's doing. He's always been a leader. And so um, he's just um, in the position to really show it now. Uh, Deron Carter this season, uh, been a tough one for him. Uh, broke a bone in his ankle day two of training camp and was out for about eight, ten weeks. Has six defensive tackles, one tackle on special teams, one interception. Had a pass knockdown as well last week in Ottawa. I thought his best game, and I had a chance to speak to him after practice today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oops, before that, let's hear what Chris Jones has to say about Deron Carter. 
He's still, I don't know if he's 100, you know, 100%. You know, he's, uh, you know, it's tough being out eight, ten weeks. And he, uh, but I, I think he's a little farther along than what he was when he first came back. He's certainly in better conditioning, you know, game condition. So he's, uh, we're just asking Duran to, to do what's asked of him, you know, play within the scheme of what we, we ask him to play. And, and when the when the ball comes to him, just do what Duran does. His ability to break to the football is quite evident with his athleticism. Yeah, I mean, he's got a, you know, he's, he's long too that's the thing i mean he can be late on a on a break and he actually can still get there because he's you know six three okay duran this is uh what fourth fifth game coming up here against uh against the red blacks how have you felt since coming back off of uh what was about an eight to ten week injury with the ankle man better better every week you know i'm, I'm still healing every day uh you know still a little bit of pain pain in there but you know we every week i'm getting better feeling better getting close to you know being able to be at my optimal speed you know my yeah. optimal ability and be able to make more plays uh, i would say right now i'm kind of hesitant just getting my feet back and you know i I was really, I was really excited going into this camp. You know, finally getting a whole yeah. camp to be DB. Then I finally broke, I broke my foot. I didn't get any of those camp reps. So for real, for me, I'm like, I'm in like the second preseason game going into the first <laughs> first game. You know, I'm that far behind. Uh, so that, but you know, it's a credit to Coach Jones, uh, Brandon Isaac, our DB coach. Just, you know, working with me after practice, before practice, in the meeting room. You know, just trying trying to get me back up to speed. Yeah, I wonder with Brandon Isaac, who's been there and done that before i think players i mean they respect coaches for the most part but when your position coach is a former player how much does that help you that they understand what you're going through uh man 100 percent uh man bi he, he's amazing you know and, and he, he's not you know one of the you know a lot of player coaches are you know i've done it before so you can do it coach right man he he's an amazing coach he's adjusted to every single one of us and, and you know because all of us are all different dps we have our own different style and everything but he He's adjusted to, and making sure to build a whole group to where, we, you know, we can be successful. I mean, at times we, we are, we're great out there. I think we held yeah. Zach Caleros to about seven passes or something like that, yeah. you know. And, and so when we bring it all together and, you know, he's always saying we have to play, play a complete game, play a complete, complete game. You know, we can decide games, you know, in our secondary. Yeah. You know, you've, you, your debut was against the Bombers uh, as, a, as a member of the Elks. Then you had a bye week. Then you came back. And then you've had, you know, short weeks and now this is a longer week yes sir. and you said your ankle is still feeling a bit sore i mean this shows the severity of what you kind of went through oh yeah yeah man you know it, it's been a grind you know and, and we we kind of dug ourselves in, in, in a big hole in a sense and uh but we're still fighting you know uh yeah. we feel really confident going into this game you know we felt confident going into last week's game but you know we have a lot of respect for ottawa and, and what they're trying to do they're in the same situation as us you know their back their back is against the wall and the only, the only thing you could do when you're back against the wall is you know start punching so we're expecting them to come out here and, and give us their best punch. You've played back-to-back -back games many times. There's a big back-to-back -back one coming up after this, but we're not going to talk about that till next week. <laughs> but you've been a part of back-to-backs and part of Labor Day series. When it comes to the second game, is it a myth to say it is harder for the team that won and easier for the team that didn't win? Because the team that won might feel, ah, we did this well and maybe we don't have to change as Def much. Definitely. I've been, I've been in the league a long time and 
every week, you know, the coaches are, man, you know, we just don't take them lightly. You know, they're not, they're a better team than they showed last week. Every, every time, you know, and every, every week you go out there and all of a sudden it's halftime and you're down a couple of scores, you know, and those back, these back-to-back games are, are so crucial. Staying focused, uh, you know, it, you're going up against the same guys mm-hmm. again. The same, they hear the same thing. They're not going to fall for your, your tricks. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me yeah. twice, shame on me. And, and so, you know, expect it to be a, a very, very hard-hitting game. Very, 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 very tough football. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was close. You know, we have, to, we, have, we have had a lot of close games this season. And a few times we haven't been able to capitalize, even having a lead in the fourth. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this, those moments are going to be, you know, turning points in our season. When we start converting on those moments, learning how to win, I think, you know, the sky's the limit for us. Yeah. As a corner, playing the boundary corner, what are the differences playing against a quarterback that can scramble and playing against a quarterback like Nick Arbuckle who can move a bit, but he's more of a, a classic drop back? Man, you know, a, a quarterback that breaks the pocket is always scary. You know, even with Zach Galeros, he's not, he's not the, you know, the, the fastest guy out there, but he's always running. And you know, you always have an eye on him. When the quarterback breaks pocket, the angles that he gets to throw the receivers at mm-hmm. are completely different. They're completely different than when you're used to. So you all of a sudden you see him break out and he throws it all the way back behind his left. And you're like, a guy's wide open. How did he get wide open? Man, because the court, the quarterbacks have these great angles all of a sudden when they're running. So running quarterbacks, man, it is a complete different beast trying to cover. Yeah. You have to cover the run. You have to cover your guy. Make sure you stay in between him and the ball. Make sure the quarterback, you stay on your guy so he doesn't stop and throw it on you. You know, quarterbacks that stay in the pocket, they usually have a better arm, stronger yeah. arms. They, they know the offense more, but they tend to rely on their arm yeah. a lot to make, to get them out of mistakes and everything. And that's where you see, you know, a few guys struggle in a sense. But you, there's guys like Mike Riley who thrive in those situations, right. you know. But even Mike Riley still could get up out the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, for me, you know, watching, seems like the scariest thing is when a quarterback steps up in the pocket because then you're like, okay, is he going to throw it or is he going to take, yeah. take the five yards? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. And, you know, those quarterbacks that can turn those five into 15 and 15 and into about 35, right. you know, it, it, even even last week, you know, uh, their, their quarterback, uh, it was Evans, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't have too much success throwing the ball, but running the ball, man, he was very, very successful. You know, we have to watch that. Okay, for you, You've played safety, you've played wide corner, you played boundary corner, and you're still involved in the return game. How do you keep yourself mentally prepared and in the book? And because that's a lot of positions to play. And I know I know defense is about reaction, but especially when you're in the secondary, I, I look at the secondary like the offensive line. I mean, that's where the most communication seems to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's credit to Coach Mike Shep, uh, our special teams coach out here. I'm, I'm about to go in, go in there and talk to him right now, you know, and, and just get a review of all our special teams plays. We're not supposed to be, you know, get a whole rundown and everything. Because that's part of the reason why Coach Jones, you know, he trusts me in these situations because I'm very in detail, in detail, yeah. in detail, in detail. I mean, I messed up. It was BC. I dropped my first punt in my career just being relaxed. And everything. So he's like, no, you are, you're always doing that, you know, to take advantage of your talent, focus. And, and so, you know, that that's me. I'm going in there. I'm always knowing where I'm supposed to be, knowing where everybody else is supposed to be. You know, that allows me to do the things I can do. Yeah. I know uh, you like to have more than three wins. Coming off a win, I look at the smile on your face. It looks like Deron Carter's having a good time, though. And then having fun yes, being back in the game. Oh, yes, sir, definitely. You know, I, I get to come out.
around and, and be, you know, the player that, I, that I've always am. And, you know, I get to be a, a coach in a sense. You know, we got young Dylan returning back there. I, I get to teach him the ins and outs of the CFL, the, 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 the small little rules. Uh, man, I was so glad when he when he broke one yesterday and he came back and he, he was just like, man, everything you told me have. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm like, and, you know, it, it, it's just fun. You know, I'm having a, a really good time. You know, we get more wins, it'll be even better time. Uh, but I'm having the time of my life. You know what? Uh, Deron Carter is a likable guy. I, I know the mannerisms sometimes are a little tough to take. Uh, he's very vocal. That's just who he is. You know, that's just who he is. But uh, he's vocal. He's bombastic. He maybe uh, protests a bit too much for my liking. But you know what? When he's on, he's on. He's a very, very special player. And again, I think coming off his best performance of the season on Friday against the Ottawa Red Blacks, uh, uh, Mr. Mitchell, he's referring to Dylan Mitchell, the new receiver who uh, had a decent night in the punt return game. He did break a 54-yarder before a uh, holding call took it all back. But uh, I suspect he's going to uh, see some more time in the return game as well on Friday against the Ottawa Red Blacks. Jake Mayer, what do we call him, TD Jake now? I don't know. But uh, he just completed his third touchdown pass of the game to Malik Henry, a six-yarder. The Stamps back out in front, 18-17 over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And TD Jake, I <laughs> guess we're just going to call him that now, uh, Jake Mayer missed his first attempt. Since then, 15 of 15, 194, two dimes. Three dimes, actually. No, two, yeah, yeah, three. So it's just uh, incredible, incredible performance tonight from one Jake Mayer, two touchdowns, two touchdowns officially. Um, Zach Caleros just got intercepted by Brad Muhammad at the end of the half as well. So uh, Caleros throws his first interception of the game. He has two touchdowns. He has 160 yards. He has four incompletions. So it's been a really high caliber night of uh, quarterbacking, which is good to see because we had Derek Taylor on last night with, uh, with Escott talking about outside of Zach Caleros and Nathan Rourke that CFL quarterbacks have combined for 70 touchdowns and 73 interceptions. So the return game is back. The defensive touchdowns are back. We're getting crazy games. 65% of games have been decided in the final three minutes. It's been a great year so far. The quarterback play could step up. And that includes the Elks quarterback, Taylor Cornelius. But it's 18-17, Jake Mayer, Calgary Stampeders leading the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 18-17 at the half. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Oh, yes, uh, one month today, the opener of the preseason Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets, all games right here on 630 Ched. And 780-496-0063, that is the certainty hotline to call or text. The pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems, systems. certainty pro all the way. Kellen, what do you got on the old text line? Well, we got a text from Don Devon. I'm not sure if it's Don in Devon or if that's the full name of the person or whatever, but there we go. <laughs> that's the handle they're going by tonight. Uh, <laughs> Basically, and this is kind of cool because it's it, it kind of reiterates something that we were talking about kind of off air in the commercial breaks too. As we pull the curtain back even even more here on Inside Sports, Davy, uh, <laughs> you know, Don figures that Fogel and Pulleyarvi and a first to Chicago for Patrick Kane is that doable? Is that the answer? 
Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, you got to think a contract has, has to go out for sure. And the Oilers will get cap relief by placing a couple players on LTIR. But yeah, you got to think a contract has to move out. Maybe it's too. Who knows? It'll be interesting to see when this deal happens. And it's not necessarily the Oilers, because I think Patrick Kane's going to have the choice of where he wants to go. The option of let's see who's good as the season progresses, and then I'll pick my I'll pick my team. So yeah, how this deal is going to look is going to be very very interesting. But you got to think there's going to be salary retention, maybe a third team involved, and a contract or two has to move out, and maybe a high pick. Mm-hmm. You trade the 2023 first round pick. Yeah, there's risk to that. But uh, Pat Kane's uh, status as a uh, Chicago Blackhawk and where he goes will be very interesting. And the Oilers are in the thick of that. So 18-17, Sam Peters over the Bombers at the half. The uh, Toronto Blue Jays and Boston Red Sox, they're finishing up a series tonight. And uh, 5-5 in the top of the seventh. Canada with a 4-1 win over Finland, opener of the Women's World Hockey Championships in Denmark. For studio producer Kellen Kennedy, my name is Dave Campbell. Back for the Friday edition of Inside Sports tomorrow. Have a great evening.